Hallelujah. Please be seated. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. Let a living soul shout hallelujah. Let a living soul shout hallelujah. If you know you are a living soul, shout hallelujah. Let a living soul shout hallelujah. revealing glory and the word the, 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 the statement or the phrase is more of a reminder God has always been revealing his glory it's just a it's just a year that we just want to remind ourselves of his glory for us as New Testament believers it's not just a, it's not a, a once in a while experience it's an every, everyday experience. So I'm excited about this year. I am so excited. I am so excited. I mean, I meditated on the word, still keep meditating, and the Lord has begun to reveal things to me. And I'm so excited about the teaching this year. Where are we going to start from? I know last year we we were looking at the book of Philippians and we could not finish. Uh, we stopped at about chapter 2. We're going to conclude this January, but it will be the midweek service. As the Lord has impressed on my heart to begin to talk about His glory. So that will be our teaching and uh, it's going to come in different dimensions and it affects our lives, your marriage, your work, uh, you know, the five purposes of the church, ministry, discipleship, and worship, and, 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 and maturity, ministry, in the course of the year. So I will encourage you to please don't miss any of the, of the services, and if you won't be available, of course, you can watch on our YouTube channel. It's always good to look at the book of Genesis. Genesis is the beginning. So it reminds us of, of God's idea at creation. Genesis chapter 1. Because this is an introductory class or teaching, we're going to have a lot of... Um, can you adjust this microphone for me? Or can I have the second one? 
we're going to have a lot of references, so, and I have a very little time, but I trust God to help me. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26. And God has started creation. He created, you know, a number of things. If you, st- if you start to read from verse 1. And it got to, and it got to chapter 26, verse, verse 26 of chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, uh, then God said, Elohim, that's the trinity of God. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then God said, let us create man. The NATS put it this way. Let us make human beings in our image to be like hers. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth. The small animals, they scurry along the ground. Verse 27. So, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Let us, God was talking to himself, himself in in, 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 as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Greek is, hell is single, Elohim is, is, is three or more. Let us create man, human beings, in our own image, after our likeness. Let us create human beings that will share in our glory, that will be able to do almost everything that we can do. Let us create man in our own image after our likeness. You see, before man was created, God already had an idea of what the man was going to look like and what he was will be able to do. So this reminds me that, Tolu, do not think less of yourself. You are created to reflect his glory. It's not a once in a while experience for me. It is what I'm supposed to do or experience every day of my life. And so God created man. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful. And multiply. Feel the hurt. Govern it. Govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea. The birds in the sky. And all the animals that scurry along the ground. Let me read the New King James Version. So God created man in his own image. Before God created man. He had already said. I am going to create a man after my likeness. And so he did. That reminds me of God's faithfulness to his word. 
he said he was going to do and he did. Everything that he said before man was created is exactly what he did. Which is why you can trust the Lord. Even be, before you were formed, he had already begun and he fulfilled his word even before you came to be. I wasn't there to say, God, can you please create man? He did it with, nobody needed to beg God. God is going to do everything that he said he is going to do. The Bible tells us that he, he holds everything in place by the power of his word. Or by the word of his power. I think so. By the word of his power, yes. Everything. Everything. And so someone wants to define for us what is God's glory. Uh, in your own understanding. Anybody? What is God's glory? Anyone? Anyone? What is glory? Please just try. Please. Beauty. Splendor. Any other person? Everything that represents God is God's glory. The presence of the Lord. The totality of God. I like all the definitions. And we are all correct. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. And so I realized that the man, Adam, that God created also had creative powers. Because he's sharing. So when you look at Adam, see yourself. Right? So in verse, in chapter 2, verse 19, let me read from verse 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for, okay, alone I will make a helper who is just right for him in verse 19. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he will call them and the man chose a name for each one of them verse 20 he gave names to all the livestock all the birds of the sky and all the wild animals but still there was no helper just right for him Let's, let's stop, let's stop from there. And the Lord created every animal and he said, I don't have to I don't have to burden myself about the names that they will bear. I've already created a being that will share in my tendencies to be able to create names for them. And so every name that Adam gave to all the animals, the ones we know now, and the ones that will be discovered years in the future are the names that I'm sure was 
in God's heart for those things that he brought to her. So man had the power to create, which is why you are not ordinary. And so you want to look at all the beautiful things that you see around. It's, a, it's, a, it's simply a reflection of God's glory. You look at the cars, you look at the trains, you look at medicine, whatsoever. Everything that human being has created or is going to create or invent is a reflection of his glory. Which is why everything will give him glory. want to talk about what is God's glory. In the New Testament, you see God reflecting his glory in different forms. When God was about to set his people free, he, 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 he said, I am going to glorify myself amongst the Egyptians. You, they will know that I am your God. So, I don't have to worry. I don't have to pray for my enemy to die. All I need to say is, God, just show your glory. Just Reflect your glory. Glory is the manifestation of God's presence. Which is who we are. The glory of God is the power of his presence. The power of his presence. And when you look at our promise of the week, and the word became flesh, and he moved amongst us. A version says, and the word, can you give me the message version? And the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. God's glory. God's glory. God's glory. And so I looked at Adam and Eve in the garden and when the serpent came, of course, don't forget, we have authority to subdue, to be fruitful and multiply. That's another sermon entirely. Be fruitful, fruit of the spirit, multiplication by, you know, the, uh, telling the word about the good news, but we'll talk about that some other time. So you want to look at Adam and Eve, you know, and the, the Bible says that where God will come in the cool of the evening to do what? To fellowship with them. And so that fateful day, as God will always come to think of it, there was night and day before that time. Yeah, God created night and day, so usually there will be night. And so I asked myself, there wasn't PHC, and so how, how, how did they see in the night? As Holy Spirit just reminded me of Moses. You know, Moses will spend some time with the Lord, and then there will be a reflection of God's glory, right? So, it was not... I was just thinking, and I said, possibly, when you see Adam and Eve in the night, what you will just see is just the, the splendor of his glory, a reflection of his glory. So, there, there, there won't really be darkness wherever they are. Because they are reflecting the light, the power, the presence of God. I 
And so the Lord came as he was, of course, as he used to do in the cool of the evening. And he said, ah, where, where are you? And so the first thing that came to my mind is, when God comes down to fellowship with them, perhaps it was just about, oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Maybe Adam and Eve would join the command of heaven like the elders were doing and just be bound their heads and say, glory be to God. And maybe God was, as, maybe he was just expecting, like I should, they should be here, you know, worshipping and all of that. The truth is this. Worship is your response to the glory of God. Your worship is your response to the glory of God. We respond to God's glory by continually worshipping him. And that should tell you that when you know or you walk in the consciousness of his glory, your life will always worship him. And so when you worship him, he reflects his glory to you the more. So Moses, glory be to God. Moses was, was he had already settled to a life. All right, you know, the first 40 years of his life was in Pharaoh's palace. Yeah, Pharaoh, that's the king of Egypt, right? He was, he, he was, he, he's been to school. Perhaps he was going to be the next king after Ramesses the second. Every, everybody perhaps had considered Moses to be Pharaoh's son. He had been to school. He understood the ways of the Egyptians. He understood the magicians. He had, perhaps he had, maybe he had a PhD in Egyptian culture or something. Beautiful 40 years of royalty. It was, in, it, it was the king's son, right? And so maybe when he came to the realization of who he was, that I, I'm not part of this people. So he wanted to, to save his people. And then he killed one of them. And so the following day, two of, his, of the Hebrews were fighting. Right? And then he wanted to separate them. And they reminded him of the events of the other day. That do you want to kill us like you killed those guys? And out of fear, he ran. He ran away. And so, the, the, the next 40 years of his life was, was in the desert. He had settled to a life that is less than where he is supposed to be. Although, I am certain that that wilderness experience is part of his formation process. Because he had to go through it. He had married the daughter of the, of the priest of the Midian, Jethro. And he had become a shepherd. Tending the flock of his father-in-law. In the desert. You see, you want to think about Moses, you know Moses was a, a spectacular leader. And so he had, he had 40 years of his life had gone. He had settled to a life of, okay, but then what will be, will be. It's all right. And so that day he was, he was tending the, the ship by the desert. 
towards the end of the desert and he noticed that a bush, Exodus chapter 3, and a bush was burning and the bush was not consumed. Let me say this to you, know this. In the desert, it's common that you will just see fire because there might be thunder and there might be a release of you know, electrons and because it's desert, the grasses are dry and then they just start to burn. So it's a common thing. Or maybe some shepherd are, you know, keep keeping warm throughout the night. And so they put some stuff together and they just light, light it up. But that was an unusual experience. And so the bush was burning and it was not consumed. And so Moses had to turn to see what is going on. Uh, maybe next um, teachings I will explain the, impl- the I'll try and expand the bush what it means and all of that and, and Moses turn to see what is going on here I'm used to seeing fire or stuff but I, I've never seen this before and so when Moses turned towards the, the fire the Lord called out to, to him and before he stepped forward, the Lord said, no, where you are right now is the lonely ground. It's a place where you must worship me. And I, I'm just saying this to let you know that your response to God's glory is worship. And I can say to you without a doubt in my heart that your life is a reflection of his glory. Every time you breathe, it's the glory of God. Every time you create something new, it's the glory of God. Which is why man cannot glory in himself. There is nothing that you have that has not been given to you by God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. In him there is no variableness of shadow of turning. And I am so excited to know that there is always more. So whatever it is that you have achieved in the past, under God and by God's grace, there is more. Which is why the Lord will tell Joshua at old age, you are old now, but there is more land to cover. There is, with the glory of God, it is revealing, its, the glory reveals itself to us. He reveals himself to us every day, every moment, every, which is why God will load your day with benefit. Is mercy. They are new every morning. Every day you wake up is a new day with God. We are talking about His glory. Your response to God, to His glory, is your is your worship. Is your worship. So. In Exodus chapter 14 verse 18, the Lord was speaking and he says, When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. All Egypt we know, we know that I am the Lord. When they see my glory, they know, they will know that I am the Lord. Walk in the consciousness of God's glory 
and you wouldn't have to bother about what mere men will do to you. Walk in the consciousness of his glory. And you wouldn't need to disturb your mind about what the enemies can do. What can he possibly do when the king of kings is with you? When he that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you? What can they, what can the devil possibly do to you? Psalm 8 verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? God's visitation comes with his glory because the glory is the powerful manifestation of his presence. So when you spend the time with the Lord, he reveals himself himself to you and you keep shining brighter and brighter. So you are not one without glory. Which is why David will say, Psalm 33, For thou, o Lord, you are a shield for me. You are my glory and the one that lifts my head. You are my glory. Why? Because you are always with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But you must decide not to stray out of the flock. My sheep hears my voice and they know me. Psalm 3 verse 3. But you, O Lord, you are shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. Psalm 29 verses 1 and 2 says, Almost the Lord, you heavenly beings, almost the Lord of his glory and strength. Almost the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And of course, you look at the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 9. The glory of God announced the, the birth of his son. The glory of the Lord announced the presence or announced the birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 9 verse 29. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. When Jesus was presented at the temple, Luke chapter 2, verse 25 to 32. At the time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So, when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the Lord required, Simon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. 
I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. I am going somewhere. I'm going to conclude. And of course, at baptism, the glory of God announced Jesus. The heavens were open, and a voice came down, and a voice spoke, saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And of course, you look at the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew chapter 16, I think. Three disciples were there. The glory of the Lord was revealed to them, and Peter said, Master, let us just stay here. I'm not going anywhere. This is marvelous. This is an experience that I, I want to live in for the rest of my life. And he said, don't worry. You will still live there. When you are in God's glory, you don't want to leave. You want to stay there. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. You eat more. You eat to stay hungry. You drink to to stay thirsty in the kingdom. We can never get enough of his glory. We We should never be satisfied of his presence. Because with him there is more. There is more. John chapter 17 verse 22 to 23. I have given them the glory. That was Jesus' prayer. I have given them the glory you gave me. So they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in him. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Jesus praying in John that I just read says, I have given them your glory. In him you live. In him you move. In him you have your being. You are a carrier of God's glory. Ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said, I have given them your glory. What you have given to me, I have also given to them. So if you believe Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, You have the glory of God resting on your life day and night. It's not just a feeling for the moment. Ah, I feel the glory today. No. It should be an everyday experience for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, which is our anchor text for the year. We can all draw close to him. And the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil we all become like mirrors. Who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being, it's a continuous thing. We are being transfigured 
we are being metamorphosized. We are being transformed. Being transfigured into his very image. Now you see that he that began a good work in you shall indeed perfect it. As long as you stay in him, you cannot be an abandoned project. Because when the work began, when the work began in the first place, you were not there. Salvation was not man's idea. Nobody begged God before he sent his son. So you don't have to beg God to manifest his glory in your life. Because when you are in him, you already have his glory. And if you know who you are, you will indeed manifest his glory. Which is why with you there is no limitation. Remember where we started from? There is nothing. You see, when it is in God's will, there is nothing that you will conceive that will not come to be. Now remember the story of the Tower of Babel. God said, if these people continue like this, there is nothing that they will do that will not be able to do. And why did God scatter them? It was because their intention was not in tandem with God's will. Why they want to build that tower is because they want to make a name for themselves. And so when your intention is to do God's will, nothing can stop you. We are being transformed into his very image as we move from what? From one brighter level, glory be to God. From one brighter level of glory to another. With God, there is more. He's not finished with you yet. From one level of, not glory, brighter glory. The bright, qualifying the glory. From one level of brighter glory to another, to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord. Who is what? Who is, read it. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I like this. this uh, the, the Passion Translation. I just read the Passion Translation. From one brighter level of glory to another. And the glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so Jesus was living, and he said, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you with another Savior, the Holy Spirit. So we, we keep we are being transformed. We keep shining and shining by the, by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Friends, I need you to know that everything that exists glorify Him. Everything that exists, everything that man will create will glorify Him. Because all things are created for his pleasure, for his glory, for his honor. Our prayer this morning 
is in Psalm 90 verse 14 to 17. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us. The years in which we have seen evil. Verse 16. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. Amen. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So you're going to pray from verse 16. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to my children. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon me and establish the work of my hands. Yes, Lord, establish the work of my hands. Before we pray, I need you to leave this auditorium with the consciousness that you are a glory carrier. I need you to understand also that the glory of God for you as a child of God is not once in a lifetime experience. It should not be once in a year experience. It is your daily experience with him through the help of the Holy Spirit. God is always willing to reveal himself to us. The question is, are we, in, are we turning like Moses did daily to look at him? So that he could call us to say, come, come, son. There is more to reveal to you. So that he could call, call, turn to us and say, come, come, my daughter. All that challenges that the world is having, this is the way to go. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear it. You must stay long enough in his presence to continually reflect his glory. It's a two-way relationship. Look at Moses. The moment he leaves, the glory will begin to fade. But when we stay with him, that glory cannot fade. Because it's not a glory created by man. He is the one that will empower that glory. Father, we thank you. I hope you have been blessed. We are just starting. There is more. I am I'm certain. But please leave this place with the consciousness that you are not ordinary. And give it all the decision that it will take you to reflect his glory. You are a being with creative powers. You are not, if you are a mediocre, you cannot create. Let's pray. We are praying according to his word. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to my children. I want you to pray for your children this morning, the Lord. Let my children come early to know you. Let them come 
to knowledge early in the name of Jesus. Let them come to to know God's glory early in their lives. When God is calling them like he was like he called Samuel, let them be able to turn towards him and hear what he has to say to them. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, according to your word in the book of Psalm chapter 90 verse 17, let your beauty be upon our lives. Let your beauty be upon my family. Let your beauty be upon my home. Let your beauty be upon my work. Let your beauty be upon everything that concerns me. Let your beauty rest upon my wife. Let your beauty rest upon my husband. Let your beauty rest upon my siblings, oh God. Let your beauty rest upon my parents. And Lord, establish the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Lose the bush, the loss of Father Basihande. reflect his glory so if you're in this auditorium you don't know Jesus you and you're saying you want to it's a decision that you have to make yourself I'm not going to make that decision for you and you don't have to shy about it because it's not anyone that is sitting beside you they are not the one that created you they are not your God they didn't die for you so why should you bother yourself about the person that is next to you? All heads bow now. I'm not going to ask you to stand up because it's a decision in your heart between you and your father. But I will ask you to pray and say this prayer after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross, for sending your son to die on the cross of Calvary for me. He tore the veil. He forgave my sins. And I know that he's coming back. I surrender my life to you this morning. I confess my sin. And I ask for your forgiveness. Forgive me, oh God. Help me to follow you to the end. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And Lord, I pray for someone that has said the prayer this morning who has opened his or heart to accept you. Father, Lord, as they began this journey with you, help them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.